The Wins Podcast. Proudly pursuing the Olympic dream. In this episode, Beatrice Gull finds out what it took for sprinter Christina Knott to represent the Philippines. It was especially difficult considering Christina grew up in the USA. I feel like the the criticism is coming towards like the pe- the head people who's actually going out and recruiting. I don't take offense to it because I know I wasn't recruited. You know, I sought out the Philippines instead of it being vice versa. The goal for the Philippines at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics is simple. Our first gold medal. And while the games are delayed due to coronavirus, the country's top athletes stay motivated to achieve their Olympic dreams. Hi, I'm Beatrice Go, and this is Targeting Tokyo, stories of Filipino Olympic hopefuls. Filipino-American sprinter Christina Knott hopes to qualify for the women's 200-meter run. In 2019, she smashed the SEA Games record, but she failed to qualify for the Olympics. What you'll hear next is an excerpt from my report on Christina's performance. Representing the Philippines, Christina Marie Knott. Sea Games debutant Knott proves her worth in the national team as she shatters both the Philippine and Sea Games records twice in one day. The University of Miami standout clocks 23.07 seconds in the heats to surpass Zion Corrales Nelson's mark of 23.16 seconds. A few hours later, she crosses the finish line with a 23.01 second clocking for the gold. Ironically, her stellar showing lands her in another controversy. She becomes one of many Phil foreign athletes to become a target of trolls and purest Filipino netizens. They argue that foreigners with Filipino roots are taking away chances for homegrown athletes to compete. This episode explores how Christina discovered her Filipino identity through her road to Tokyo. And another thing about her, she wasn't recruited. She went after her dream to don the Philippine colors. So they can say what they want. I don't really take offense to it because I know like this is what I wanted to do. I wasn't like reached out to saying, hey, we want you to like do this. I wasn't bribed or anything like that. Christina's mom is Filipino. She first discovered the possibility of competing for the Philippines when she was at college in Arkansas. 2016 was the Rio Olympics, and I remember sitting in um, the cafeteria with some of my teammates, and they were saying how they knew so-and-so, but what the people that they were pointing out that they knew, they weren't American. They were running for, like, the Bahamas or just other countries. And I'm like, how do you know them, but they're not in America? Or they're not like representing America, and then they they went on to explain, um, oh, you could represent like your mother's country or like the country that you're from. Christina then transferred to University of Miami. The idea turned into a goal. So I was like, oh, so I can like represent the Philippines. We had this team building at Miami, and um, we had to make a vision board. A vision board is basically like a board of like uh, dreams and goals that we have. And on it, I put the Filipino flag because I was like, I want to represent the Philippines one day. It was just a thought. 
And then um, that year, my roommate knew Eric Cray. So she got me in contact with him. We talked briefly about um, how to get it done. He told me all the paperwork and I was like, okay, that sounds like a lot of work. And then that was that. Fast forward to senior year, the coach at the University of Miami knew the head coach of the Filipino track team. And he was like, hey, KK, do you still have aspirations to run for the Philippines? And I'm like, yeah, why? And then he was like, I know the guy, the head coach of the team. And he was like, if you're serious, I can give you your number. And then from there, that was when I took the paperwork serious. The paperwork was a lot, but hey, man, I got it done. And then here I am. So the whole stigma behind I was recruited, I was not recruited. I was one seeking out to represent my country. After Christina graduated, she came to the Philippines and began preparing for the 2018 Asian Games. With only five weeks of training, she mustered a seventh place in the women's 200-meter dash final. But Christina remembers how much fun she had in her first major meet for the Philippines. It's fun. Like, I've been to so many track meets along, like a long time in my life, but this is probably the funnest one. Um, of course, competing is fun, but the whole like pin thing, meeting people in countries I've never even heard of, like, that's the fun part of it. It's all fun, really. I'm having a good time. <laughs> Christina was born and raised in Orlando, Florida. She played basketball and volleyball before she started track and field in high school. Yes, like I only did track to stay in shape for basketball. I remember my coach, he pulled us to the side and said, basketball season's over, but I'm gonna need you guys to stay in shape. So uh, all you guys run track. <laughs> so that was like the start of my track career. She juggled all three. Well, everything is based on season. So um, in the fall, in the beginning of the school, it's volleyball. And then in the winter, it's basketball. And then in the spring, it's track. So they don't really overlap. So I just did all three of those. But it came to a point where she had to pick just one. Uh, well, track was my ticket into college. So at the end of my high school career, I remember my basketball coach, she was like, I know you want to play basketball, but you can go further with track. So I decided to take track more serious just to get into college. And then by the time I was in college, I was a, a single sporty girl instead of doing basketball. I only did one sport. So I went to two different colleges. My first, The college that I signed to out of um, high school was Arkansas State. So I was there. For two years, I made it all the way to nationals, which is like the biggest, um, the farthest you can go in the sport. I went all the way. It was for the 100. Yeah, I made it all the way for the 100 sophomore year. And then um, I transferred to Miami my last two years. Outside the sport, Christina never had a problem with being Filipino. Her mom migrated to the U.S. when she was 14 years old. And her mother passed away and then um, her her mother's sister, which is her aunt, adopted her, and she and her aunt was living in Minnesota. So she um, adopted her, and she moved to Minnesota. Christina's mom never let go of those Filipino practices, even as she raised her own family. Well, that's the that's the thing. So the the 
most of the push and motivation of why I wanted to run for the Philippines is to get more cultured. When I went to the Philippines, I'm like, wow, like you guys are doing this stuff that I thought my mom was crazy for doing. So like, for example, the, what is it called? The the little bucket that you use in the bathroom? <laughs> I used to think that was so crazy. I'm like, what is that? Like, why don't you just take a bath? My mom's like, no, like this is what I do. And then when I go to the Philippines, it's like, when I'm like set in my room, it's like, I see the little bucket. I'm like, oh, so the whole country does this. Was it your first time to see a bidet when you came to the Philippines? Yeah. I didn't call it that. I was like, what is this butt squirter? Like, I don't need this. I just need toilet paper. So just getting more familiarized with like the culture. That was like the reason why I joined. Um, I decided to continue track because I wasn't going to continue track. But I was like, you know, I have the opportunity to learn more about my culture. More than I'm getting at home, clearly. So, And of course, Filipino dining habits will always be there. There's a lot of Hispanic people around where I'm from. So we eat a lot of Hispanic food. But like how she eats it, Filipino, like with her hands <laughs> to get like to pick up the rest of the rice she eats with her hands. The oh whole pointing, like if you're like trying to point something, she doesn't use her fingers. Sometimes she uses her lips. I didn't realize um, how Filipino my mom was until I went to the Philippines, if that makes sense. Because I just thought like, okay, well, my mom is just, this is just her and her, she's set in her ways and this is just how she does stuff. But going to the Philippines, it's like, no, this is like the culture. <laughs> Christina has been back in the U.S. since the 2019 SEA Games came to a close. She was looking forward to finally nailing the Olympic cut this year but was affected by the coronavirus pandemic. The start was really getting, um, was going into the SEA Games. So the goal was to hit the qualifying time then. So I don't have to, you know, have a chip on my shoulder in a sense. Um, but obviously I didn't, I didn't hit it. So that's what the season, this season would have been the 2020 season, but Corona mess everything up but um i think the challenges now getting ready for tokyo is kind of finding like that motivation like sometimes lately i've been feeling like i'm just going through the motions at practice because it's just like it feels like 2020 kind of 2020 is like canceled as far as like competitions because of the corona um countries closing their borders and stuff like that to reduce the spread. So it's like, it just feels like I'm training for no reason, you know? So I think that's like the most challenging part is just finding the motivation to just keep going and keeping um, 2021 Tokyo Olympics into perspective. It becomes harder as she trains alone. As of now, I'm training by myself. So that's another challenging part. (laughs) No coach? No coach. Oh, why? I was with my coach in March, and then I came back home, and then everything shut down. So he's still in Texas, but I'm here. He just gives me my workout, and then I do it. Thankfully, Christina is safe. It's funny because, like, my friends here in America, they're like, oh, my gosh, are you in the Philippines? I'm like, no, I'm back in America. They're like, I was like, why? They say, if you go outside, they're going to shoot you. For me, it's it's nice that I'm like with family and friends, so it it doesn't feel like um, 
I have I have other stuff to do outside of like training. So it's kind of nice to like take my mind off of training sometimes. But um, as far as like motivation, I, I'm still working on it. <laughs> it's really hard. Like I, I was telling my, my brothers the other day, like it's really hard training. And it's like you don't even know when the next competition you're going to have. So just trying to fight through that. Hit the subscribe button and stay tuned for our next episode on Skateboarder Marjolaine Didal. For more stories like this, check out our Who Was the Filipino podcast on Rappler. Again, I'm Beatrice Go, and this is Targeting Tokyo, stories of Filipino Olympic hopefuls. Beatrice Go in the Philippines. This podcast supports women in the Pacific and Asia to become sports journalists. It's part of the Women in News and Sport program, WINS, run by the Australian Broadcasting Corporation's International Development Team and is supported by Australia's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade.